Hey, how's life? This is Minister Joanne Williams from Grace on Display Ministries. Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. Learn how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Joanne Williams, and welcome to the Art of Successful Living podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time tuning in, I just want you to know I appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Our topic today is, what is real life? We will be looking at the book of Mark chapter 8, verse 35. Before we get to that, let me ask you a question. Do you have control issues? Maybe you're a control freak and you intend to stay that way. Are you afraid of letting go? Do you hold on for dear life? Does giving up control over your own life feel like you're about to lose everything? It feels like things are just going to fall apart. Well, remember that Jesus loves you more than anything you can imagine. And today we're talking about what is real life and how can we live it successfully. Mark chapter 8 verse 35 informs us, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. What is Jesus trying to tell us? Well, the first thing is Jesus asked the disciples who they thought he was. Peter answered, you are the Christ. There comes a time when you have to know who he is. When you know him, the Bible says you shall be strong and do great exploits. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Because you know Christ is your sufficiency. What is exploits? It means an act of notable skill, strength, or cleverness. When you know him, you move from curiosity to commitment and from admiration to adoration. When you know him, you have courage. When you know him, you can do great things. You understand it's not about you. It's all about him. Second, Jesus began to tell the disciples plainly that he was going to be crucified. So Peter, one of his disciples, tried to check God and tell him, no, that's not going to happen. Jesus then rebukes Peter and tells him, Satan, get behind me. Because Peter is only thinking about his own natural human desire and feelings and, and was not considering God's purpose. What was God's purpose? What is God's purpose? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He came to give his life a ransom for many. Listen, the Christian life is not a paved road to wealth and ease. It does involve hard work. Now, ain't that a game changer? It involves suffering as well. 
But when you know Christ, you know that he can bring good out of apparent evil and resurrection from crucifixion. Satan will always try and get you and I to avoid taking up the cross. Why? Because taking up the cross in that day meant submission to Roman power. A prisoner had to carry his own cross to the place of execution. This signified submission to Rome's power. Rome wanted everyone to know who's got the power. So now, back to verse 34, the verse preceding verse 35, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus was using the image of carrying a cross to illustrate the ultimate submission required of his followers. He's not against pleasure. He's not saying we should seek pain. Jesus was talking about the heroic effort on our part to follow him moment by moment, no matter the cost. We should be willing to lose our lives for the sake of the gospel, not because our lives are useless, but because nothing, even life itself, can compare to what we gain with Christ. God wants us to choose to follow him. He wants us to stop trying to control our own destiny and to let him direct us. Christ knows best. He knows what real life is. He asks for submission and for us to lose our self-centered determination to be in charge. Letting go of always being in control, it's always been a tough one for me. I mean, if I'm not in control, I think, what's going to happen? In my mind, mass chaos will break out, and I'll be probably one step from the funny farm. You know, have you ever watched HGTV, the home improvement television station? Well, there's a show called The Property Brothers. Another one is called House Hunters. They have another one called Love It or List It. And on these shows, the homeowners would get these houses that would be in terrible condition. Everything was a mess. Then the stars of the show would come in and remove all the clutter. Whatever was old, whatever was worn out, whatever was rotten, whatever was raggedy, torn, didn't work, they would just strip the house. Next, these folks would come back and they would begin to rebuild, remold, remodel, reconstruct, and renew everything and make it better. They would enlarge, enhance, and beautify the place. And then the homeowners would come back and here's this new house. Man, they would be so happy. The homeowners had these people who were professionals, the best at what they do, come and do the work for them. But then there was another show called The Weekend Warriors. It reminds me of so many Christians. These homeowners would try to do the work themselves. I used to be one of those weekend warriors. I would order something I saw on television or online, and, and then it would arrive. It would come in a box. And I would tell my husband, come on, baby, let's go and put this together. And once we put together a baby bed, we did a bookcase, a nightstand, some other stuff. Anyway, when we finished, it never really looked like the package. It never really quite worked right. 
Sometimes one of us would have dropped something on our foot and be hopping around in pain or mess up some kind of way and be bleeding from a scratch or a broken fingernail or getting stuck with something. And we always had some leftover screws. I mean, what do you mean? We always had leftover screws. That's the way they make it, right? The weekend warriors always went over budget. They always went over their timeline. It never turned out quite like they expected. And they were always exhausted and worn out. Reminds me of something someone once said. Sin costs you more than you want to pay. It keeps you longer than you want to stay. I said all that to make this point. Letting Jesus take the will is so much easier. It's so much better when we let God be in control. First of all, he's better than any professional. I mean, you know, he created the hammers and the nails. He created life himself. He's the manufacturer. He wrote the instructions. He made it all possible. He's trustworthy. He's reliable. He's dependable. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Let Jesus do it. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. There's no doubt that submitting and letting go is sometimes scary. But remember that Jesus is omnipotent. That means that he knows all. And the good part is, is that he loves you and me more than we love ourselves. More than you and I can imagine. Jesus is also omnipresent. Everywhere we are, he is. He's all powerful. So giving up control to Jesus delivers us from the hopelessness of a life without his guidance and love. Giving your life to Jesus actually implants purpose and direction in your life. Follow Jesus and you will know what it means to live abundantly, successfully now and to have eternal life as well. It's about trusting in him and trusting in him totally, dying to yourself and your ways of making yourself right. I don't find anything in scripture that tells us we're on our own to improve our lives. Nowhere do I read that it is our responsibility to become better or more moral people without his help. God specializes in the art of successful living. Let go and let God. One way we can let go and turn the reins over to God is to pray. Just ask God to show the areas in your life where you have not submitted to him. Ask for his forgiveness. Ask for his help to turn it over to him. Simply ask God to help you. God's way gets God's results. Your prayer can be as simple as, Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of always trying to be in control. Teach me, O oh Lord, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. 
Let your spirit lead me into a plain country and into the land of uprightness. Your will, O God, be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. Amen. And so be it. What is real life? It begins with Jesus. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian followers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as they reflect on the love of God and the word of God. You know, it's one thing to say we love Jesus and we're going to follow him, but it's another thing to get up and do it. The question is, how can we do it well? The second goal of this podcast is to develop a deeper interest in and understanding of the Bible. Third, to encourage believers in Christ to not accept mediocrity. To encourage believers in Christ not to accept mediocrity, but instead to strive to reach their fullest potential in Christ. If you are looking for the power to endure challenges of the Christian life, live through temptations in our culture, and gain insight and wisdom for decision-making and deepen your walk with God, join us every week and listen to this podcast. Do yourself a favor and subscribe now.